Have you ever wanted to own your own business and be your own boss? Well, you're in luck because what I do is I teach people how to make money from home through a variety of different ways of online income. You're listening to The School of Self-Made. My name's Kevin. Let's go. How we doing, guys? My name is Kevin with the theschoolofselfmade.com. And today I want to tell you a little secret about how to make like a hundred bucks, two hundred dollars today, cash in your pocket, no investment, just a little hustle, right? Um, and all it takes a little hard work. So as long as you can do that and sacrifice a little bit of your time, you can put a couple hundred dollars cash in your pocket today. So uh, first about me though, so I've been doing everything from reselling back in high school, almost twenty years ago to affiliate marketing, to podcasting, to drop shipping, to reselling on Amazon, eBay, those kind of things. Now, currently, I teach students of mine how to basically make their own income from home. And they can do that in a variety of ways. So they can do what I've done. Um, they can also branch out and do some other stuff, like through marketing, um, social media. So I kind of have an all-encompassing lessons strategies guides tips all that uh which can all be found shortly on my website for totally free in addition i'll be launching some online courses that you can kind of specialize and dive a little deeper in certain subjects um my background i have a, a degree in advertising uh minors in entrepreneurship minor in business administration and really, I didn't really care much for college. And truthfully, I don't think anyone needs to go to college. There's plenty of ways to make your own income without going to college. And unfortunately, I didn't find that out until I was in my 30s. For the past 15 years or so, I've been a business owner. I've owned nine different bars or restaurants, uh, different concepts, different locations. And I really learned a lot because no one taught me how to do it. I kind of was thrown into my first ownership at, from sweat equity. So I actually didn't put any money down for it, but I was able to make $140,000 before I was 24 years old. So what we're going to do today is talk about a couple different ways that you can make some income fast. So, you know, along the years, not everything I've done is so glamorous. Like everyone thinks that you own a bar, it's going to be the greatest time of your life. Now, granted, a lot of it is pretty sweet. Don't get me wrong. Uh, especially where I was, I was in a college town, so it was even more fun. Um, as I got older, you know, I had some children. That lifestyle wasn't for me. Owning a bar or a restaurant or nightclub specifically, that's very difficult on relationships. Uh, it'll test your, your, I guess, faith with each other and inside of that relationship. And it's not exactly the easiest thing. Uh, back in high school, whenever I first started reselling things, I actually didn't realize it was even reselling is what it was. Um, but what I would do, basically, I don't do it anymore because it's highly illegal. But back then, I used to sell bootleg copies of, like, movies or pro wrestling was big back then. So that was back in 2002. And I did it during high school. So in 99, 2000, 2001, those were big years for the old WWF back then. So I would actually um, record the pay-per-view events that they had on VHS, stack a couple VHS players together, and then record those and then sell them online through like uh, discussion forums, newsletters. There was a whole tape trading community back then. But I was able to make a couple thousand dollars a week while being a sophomore and junior in high school. That was big money for me. 
Now though, I kind of do things a little differently. I, I enjoy affiliate marketing. I still do some reselling, surprisingly. I actually have about 60,000 individual items that I need to list online still. Uh, I do drop shipping, so basically I set about 5,200 listings and you know, I have some software that takes care of it for me in case of a go out of, out of stock, but I do that straight on eBay and I don't use any crazy suppliers overseas. Mine is one very well known uh, supplier here in the US, which I'll actually cover in a different episode based on drop shipping. Really started getting into blogging, podcasting, affiliate marketing, social media influencing. Um, and recently just kind of took over this whole coaching course role that I have now. I have about a dozen students or so that I do all for free um, and in exchange for certain things like they give me, um, I guess, honest feedback on my course content. In the process of writing some ebooks, I have two written so far, um, but it's going to come in stages. So if you're a listener and you're going to be a listener for a while, you're going to see all these steps that I've done throughout the years. And um, they're going to kind of roll on each other. So at first, I'll give you a couple ways to make some quick cash with no money. And then I'll show you and teach you some ways how to like start doing e-commerce online on platforms like eBay and Amazon and Mercari. And then I'll go into drop shipping, then affiliate marketing, podcasting, you know, ads, marketing, so on and so on. It'll just kind of just compile onto it. So if you're one of those people that are interested in making their own income and working from home and getting what I call Wi-Fi money, you know, whenever you wake up and you, uh, you just made a couple hundred dollars in your sleep, then you'll enjoy this. But for now... Today we're going to talk about the quickest way that I've actually done this personally uh, years ago. I've done it a couple different times. But the quickest way to make some money today. So if you're listening to us right now, all you got to do is just have a little hustle. Uh, a guy by the name of Damon John, he's on that TV show Shark Tank. He was the founder of FUBU. He wrote a book that I actually read a couple times. It's called The Power of Broke. So basically the book, to not ruin anything, but the book was written to kind of inspire you to say hey like whenever you don't have the funds or the income you got to think outside the box on on ways to make money you know so you don't have that big bankroll so what he did was like he sold hats and t-shirts out of the trunk of his car he'd go to concerts set up shop boom make a few thousand dollars after a while he built his brand he doesn't have to do that as much you know but we all got to start somewhere right so this this kind of thing would be perfect for anyone really that has Wi-Fi has a phone, um, and has a little hustle and determination. But what you can do today that I've done countless times in the past, uh, I did it in college. I did it actually a few years ago after I unfortunately lost my daughter. I had to kind of find myself again. So I had some issues with drinking that ended up having me lose all my businesses and kind of restart. Um, so shortly after I was, you know, homeless for a bit, I, I decided that I had to make some changes. The problem with that is that I didn't have a lot of income saved. I actually, no one ever taught me any of that. Like growing up, like in high school, they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook even. They don't tell you anything about credit scores. And my credit was shot. So I had to do some things to make some quick cash because I still had the bills to pay. And I also had some, my son, you know, he needs care he needs to be supported he's only five years old and uh 
what I did was I I started looking at like social media. So what I would do is go on to Facebook or Craigslist or Let Go or Offer Up. Offer Up and Let Go are the same thing now. And I would look at the free listings. And in those listings you either find like furniture or like used stuff or toys or sporting goods or clothes or whatever it is, right? Just a bunch of stuff in the free listings. What I started doing was found that since I couldn't buy all the expensive things on there, because, you know, to be honest with you, I only had a couple bucks in my pocket. I did have a truck, which was kind of nice, so I could actually haul larger things. But, you know, even if I didn't, I could have just not picked up the larger things and got stuff that was smaller inside of a car or whatever it is. But I would pick up these free things and then I'd resell them. And you're probably thinking like eBay, yeah, perfect. But not necessarily even that. The way I did it the quickest was I would sell it on the same platforms that I picked the stuff up. So say I'm looking through Facebook, right? And I see that like someone has a free coffee table. All you gotta do is come pick it up. I would go pick up that coffee table, clean it up, take a couple pictures, put it back onto Facebook, the same space where I found it for free, and I'd charge 20 to $50 for whatever it was that I picked up. So let's just let this be known right out the gate, right? So if you're one of those people that have a lot of pride in certain things and don't want to do something like this, it's not for you, right? It's just not going to work. But if you are willing to hustle and you're willing to make a couple of dollars, you know, doing some actual hard work sometimes, then this could be perfect. You can make a couple hundred dollars today, right? So what you'll need is you'll need either your phone or a computer so you have access to Wi-Fi. You're going to need a Facebook account, some sort of transportation, whether it's your friend's car, your car, your mom's car, whatever it is. You could even Uber if you really want to. Uh, a camera, which I found that, you know, with today's cell phones, that's plenty. Like I have an iPhone 10, I think, and that camera is better than any camera I've actually owned. And somehow you're going to need Wi-Fi. And if you really want to do this old school, you're going to go, you know, go to a library and get Wi-Fi for free. You don't have to. I assume you have it on your phone. But to understand what we're doing here is we're, we're basically getting items or goods and then we're going to change the perceived value of it to people, right? So I learned years ago um, that there's a certain class of people that won't put something inside of their house if they got it for free, right? So, um, for example, if you're giving away a free couch, not a lot of people would want to have that same couch in their house because for whatever reason they have a perceived value of it being lower and less than what they want inside of their home. So there's going to be a difference between the perceived value and the market value. The market value is actually basically what that item is worth. So if we're talking, uh, you know, an iPhone, iPhone 10, the market value is probably going to dictate that somewhere around four to $500. That's just a guess. I have no idea right off the top of my head. Now, the perceived value of that is what it's worth to someone else. So that's uh, like, think of it like whenever you go to buy a car. They give you that big price tag on the window. But really, once you drive it off the lot, the price of it drops. So all they're doing is just selling you for all that right then. That's why all kinds of car dealerships are fine with doing detailing of the cars, giving you that oil change, you know, the inspection sticker, the whole nine, just to kind of raise the value of it for you. Um, you also see like certain things like online. So if you ever see one of those ads that say, Hey, buy this now, right now in the next 24 hours, 
and then you'll get this kind of bonus for free. The bonus is there. It's a loss leader. They don't really care about the bonus itself, but that's just kind of to raise the value of it. Um, the old infomercials back in the day. When I was younger, I remember the old Ronco Showtime Rotisserie Grill. That guy used to say, hey, would you pay three ninety nine for this? No, well, we're not even going to sell it for that. Two ninety nine. We're not even going to do that price. One ninety nine. We won't even do that. You can buy it today for three payments of like seventy nine ninety nine. I don't know what it was after interest and all that, but because they were able to lower that cost, then that customer would think, hey, I'm getting a deal. Hey, right now is the time to buy so I can get a bargain. So whenever you would do something like what we're proposing today, basically all you're doing is going to pick up the stuff that's free, and then you're going to turn around and sell it to the same people that skipped over that because it said free, but this time you're going to put a price tag on it with a couple pictures of the you know, the item looking the best that possibly you can do within a few minutes. And it's crazy if you really look at it. Like, there's so many people, if you put $20 as a price, for example, on a bookshelf, those same people that, you know, were scrolling through passing up the free bookshelf now see it for $20 and, hey, it's worthy of being inside of their home. It's the same bookshelf. Nothing's changed. You may have, you know, made a couple pictures that made it look better, but really, at the end of the day, it's the same bookshelf. Same exact thing. But because that person now has a higher perceived value, meaning they saw a price associated with it, maybe your words were a little different than free bookshelf. So maybe you said, hey, like, uh, solid wood, black, bookshelf, five shelves, five foot tall, and had a little description. Now they're, you know, starting to get a little interest in it. Now they want to uh, have a little investment inside of that product or whatever it might be. And you can do this with tons of things, which I'll go over some other examples later. But for now, if we want to make a couple hundred dollars today, we're going to stick strictly with furniture. And the reason why I know this works is because, like I said, I've done it. I've done it quite a few times, right? We all didn't come from money. You know, I grew up in a, a single family or single parent home. My mom, she raised five kids all by herself with the uh, yearly salary that someone that works as a cashier at Walmart would have. So I think that she, when I was growing up i think she made like 625 an hour and that's nothing right like i you know i love my mom to death and she had some situations that came into her life so she had to do what she had to do i'll never knock her for it she did the best that she could and actually probably did better than anyone ever thought she would but it's crazy that i could do something like this and in four or five hours i could make what she made in a week now, I don't know if you guys know anything about reselling or flipping or whatever kind of term you want to call it, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that make six-figure incomes doing this, even more. You know, personally, I've made, on my highest, 80 dollars a year just from buying and reselling things part-time, and that's only with 20 hours a week max. I still had a full-time job on top of that. Now, you have to have some, like, skills like organization and, like, grammar and you know the ability to take a picture and clean it up a little bit but really it's not that difficult once you get a couple things in place and you have your own systems you can fly through stuff right so what you can do today is you can pull out your facebook you can go to the marketplace you can check the filters um and use searching words like specifically that say free furniture or free bookshelf free box spring, free bed frame, whatever it might be. 
you can do it that way or you can actually just go to the different categories that say free items you can do the same thing on craigslist i found it the best that i'll actually look up the name of the item i want to pick up and then go from there and sometimes you know i didn't even find it online i've actually you know i'm not ashamed to admit it at all i've pulled things out of the trash before at one time i pulled a a hideous lane recliner like this thing was so ugly it had some design of like some kind of library or something it was one of the ugliest things in the world when it was brand new 20 years ago the thing was worth like 1800 because it's lane right lane is a pretty popular pretty pricey brand whenever you get it brand new but this was a recliner sitting beside a dumpster and one night after a 12-hour shift at work I'm driving home, and I used to drive around a little bit uh, just to look for stuff. I see this thing sitting beside a dumpster, and I pick it up by myself, throw it in the back of the truck, take it home, set it on my front porch, and in the morning, came back out, looked at, saw what I had, and uh, took some pictures, right? I ended up selling that thing for $160, and it didn't take me more than a couple days, even though it was something so hideous and that's something that only a small demographic would actually want just because the style of it was so ugly um but yeah they came and picked it up i didn't have to deliver it or anything so what can you get what kind of furniture would i recommend that you go pick up right now uh i would check because for whatever reason bookshelves honestly are one of those things that people are buying every day and for whatever reason people are giving them away every day like whenever I redid my basement and I had to have some storage for um, some of my reselling stuff, I found tons of shelving for free. I didn't pay anything, obviously. You know, once you start doing some reselling things, you learn how to find certain deals or you learn how to make some money or not spend as much, I guess is the way to say it, uh, on anything. I don't think I've paid full price on anything in quite some time unless it's been at like a grocery store. And shoot, even then, I usually do one of those ebate apps where i take a picture of the receipt and then i get a couple bucks back later but something like a bookshelf you don't need two people really if it's a smaller bookshelf you can pick that up yourself some of them are shorter some of them are taller uh the taller ones typically sell a little better because you can kind of use words like you know five foot tall five shelves whatever it might be um but if you pick one up today right now you could guarantee sell it for at least twenty dollars in the next three hours or if you wanted to sell it for a little bit more, it might take a little bit longer. All you're going to do when you go pick up this bookshelf is you're going to wipe it off and make sure it's kind of clean. It doesn't have to be spotless by any means. I think I spent less than 10 minutes total of like cleanup time. Um, you're going to take a couple pictures and decent lighting, kind of show it off. Sometimes I would even throw a tape measure so people could actually visually see how long or how tall that thing was inside of the picture. You're going to write up a small description. If it has a brand name, you want to use that. If it doesn't have a brand name, not a big deal. You want to accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. So if it's one of those generic Ikea or like Walmart mainstay kind of items or bookshelves, there's not a lot of positives in that. They're cheaply made and they're produced in bulk. That way they can just flip them and make their own money. But for something like that, I would say, hey, it's solid wood or, hey, it's uh, this color or, hey, it's perfect for whatever like space. Like, say, if it was a, a single bedroom apartment, I live in a, a city that has about three million people. So there's different housing styles all around the city. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, but, yeah, college kids, they need that. 
smaller families, they need that. People on budgets, they need that kind of stuff. Um, bookshelves, huge seller. You know, I've sold some for over 100 bucks that I picked up for $0, and I've sold them within a couple of days. Computer chairs, you know, everyone wants a nice, comfy computer chair. These aren't as free as often. Um, sometimes they only cost a couple bucks. But usually the lower quality ones, you can get $20 quickly, you know. The better quality ones, you can get over $80 to $100, $150. You know, personally, I just bought like a really nice computer chair secondhand. Same thing I'm talking about doing right now. And I paid 60 bucks for it. Didn't have a problem with it because it was that nice of a kind of thing. It was, you know, brand new. It was probably three, $400. Uh, recliners. You know, everyone's looking for those. No one wants to have a free recliner inside of their house because they're worried about whatever, like, bed bugs or you know, germs or whatever it might be. But if you throw a price tag on it, they're going to think that you had some kind of care into that and that you had, like, took care of your product. Uh, couches, those are free all the time, especially in bigger areas like I am. And whenever I say that I've literally picked up a couch and put it back on, like, I picked it up for free on Facebook Marketplace. And within a few hours, I had it relisted on Facebook Marketplace for, like, 80 bucks. And I say that I sold that within the day. I'm not kidding you. I actually did that. I didn't even bring the thing inside of my house. I just left it out on my porch, which my old landlord hated. But, hey, now I have more space and I have storage units. But back then I didn't. So <laughs> you make what you make do with what you have. Um, here's something very random, too. Box springs, which I didn't think of. Box springs actually in bed frames, the little metal things that go together that you put the box spring on and then the mattress. Uh, mattresses themselves, not exactly the biggest seller. But I've actually picked up some mattresses where people paid me $50 to come get it and get rid of it and then sold it to someone else for another $100. So it really just depends on how you look at it. You can actually look and see people that say, hey, I want, I want someone to come pick this up and get rid of it. And people will pay for that to happen. There's actually big businesses, and I'll probably launch one after COVID's all done, big businesses out there where you know they do estate cleanouts. So they'll go and clean out the whole place of like a past uh, loved one that passed away or like if it's a college landlord that's just getting new applicant or new tenants every year based on the school year they'll pay companies or individuals to come clean out the stuff take all the things out of it and they get to keep it in addition to keeping it they also get paid for doing it but couches and box springs or i'm sorry box springs and bed frames for whatever reason, these things sell all the time. You know, I didn't even think about that. One time I came home from work from that job that I worked 80 hours a week, which I hated my life doing. And um, literally, the house behind mine where I parked my truck back then, they had two split box springs. So two twin-sized box springs right by their trash. I have my flashlight on my phone. I take a look at them real fast. Nothing wrong with them at all. You know, there's no real stains or anything like that. Like... You can't sell these things if they're obviously stained up or, you know, it looks like someone was murdered on a, on, a, on a couch or something like that. You have to get, like, things that aren't tore up or have, like, cigarette holes or anything crazy, which is easy depending on where you live. Like, I live in a big area, like I said, so it's not hard for me to find these things for free all the time. But I took those box springs, actually, around my house, put them on my porch, and back then was when Let Go was by itself. And I threw it on Let Go because I had no idea what the price would be. I said, 25 bucks, I'll deliver it for an extra 20. Within one hour, someone messaged me 
and said, hey, I'll give you $50 if you can deliver it right now. Of course I will. <laughs> I'll do that right now. Of course I will. You live 10 minutes away? Not a problem. Dropped it off, got my cash, bounced. And all I did was just took this right outside of my neighbor's trash. Never told them, but that's okay. They don't need to know. But the metal bed frames, those things, they don't take up much space. You know, you can pick those up, throw them inside of a car or whatever it is. And you can get rid of those the same day or the next day, depending on what time you do this. I'm a little bit of a late sleeper, I guess. That's usually because I'm up late. Like right now, it's pretty late in the evening. And uh, I like to do a lot of work whenever everyone else is in bed. Like I don't, I don't sleep more than five, six hours a day. But I do my work, my the majority of my work at a different hour. So a lot of times I would pick these things up, bring them home, take a couple pictures after cleaning them up in, in the nighttime, and then I'd schedule a post or put up a post for the morning so whoever saw it would then contact me. And then typically by the time I got up at 10 or 11 or sometimes even noon, I'd have five, six offers on different things. Like, hey, I'll give you this much. Hey, I'll give you this much. But I've sold dozens of metal bed frames within the next day and i don't know why i guess they're hard to find i don't know actually you know thinking about it right now i don't even know what store i can go to right now to buy one for myself if i wanted to um i guess maybe a furniture store i'm sure but even then you're probably not going to get one for 20 to 40 dollars I would imagine, and this is total speculation on my part because I have zero idea, that if I went to like an Ashley's Home Furnishing, they're going to charge me $80 to $150 for the metal frame alone. No idea. This way you can help someone get exactly what they want. Help yourself get some money in your pocket. Another thing I did a lot of was coffee tables and end tables. Especially if they matched. You know, if they matched, you can get even more. And while you're out there looking and stuff, you can actually find, like, it's it's amazing because I, I tell people this all the time, right? Um, a lot of things I don't know about until I start picking things up for free or buying and selling things. And then I'm forced to kind of learn about them. I had no idea about furniture brands. I'm not exactly a guy that is, um, I don't even know the way to say it, but I, <laughs> I'm not exactly an interior designer, right? Um, but as I have gone along, I found that things like coffee tables specifically or end tables specifically, you can find some like higher end brands like Ethan Allen, um, for free or next to free 10 bucks, $20. You know, I actually bought a couple end tables from Ethan Allen. Uh, they were solid Oak and they were vintage. They weren't antique. So vintage meaning a couple decades, antique meaning over 100 years. Um, but these things were in like great shape. And I, I drove a little bit to pick them up, but I paid $20 for each one. And then these, I tried it because I have never done it. I relisted them on like online platforms like Macari and eBay. And I've sold them for hundreds of dollars. You know, nothing's crazier than being able to go to like a yard sale or going to go find something for free and then selling it to someone else for hundreds of dollars. It's just like a, once you start doing it a couple times, that feeling is tough to replace. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why I stay in resale and do a lot of those things in addition to the fact that I'm good at it. Um, and I've made a good amount of income and been pretty profitable with it. But 
I think one of the biggest reasons I stay in it is because it's like a treasure hunt almost. You know, you never know what you're going to find next. Like, I'm right now I'm sitting down in my office at my home office, right? And I'm staring at about 1,500 DVDs and Blu-rays. I paid $160 for all these things, right? So I, I, I didn't pay much. I, probably less than 10 cents a piece, I guess, if I'm doing the math right off the top of my head. But I'll, I'll lot these things up and I'll sell them in groups of like 20 or 30 for 30 $40. And I have no problem doing it. And it's crazy because some of them I'll pull out and it'll be like the most random thing. But it'll be worth like $80 to someone. There's a collector of something all the time. Um, hey, I'm not one to judge. If people want to do it, they can do it. That's fine with me as long as they pay me. I don't mind at all. But coffee tables, end tables, if they match, you can get some solid money out of that. You know, anywhere from 50 to $200 if you have a matching set. And you can do that pretty quickly, you know. If you want to hold out a little bit, say if you have some space, say you have a basement or, I don't know, a garage space or whatever it is, and you can't sell it within a day because you want to get a higher price, there's nothing wrong with that either. You adapt it to however you want to make it for specifically today i'm just talking about selling things fast you know a lot of people ask me how do they get some money to start up to do something if someone were to do a little work for five days this week they can make a thousand dollars in a week with zero investment a little bit of time some hard work and some effort it's just out there you just got to go take advantage of it. these opportunities are everywhere you know i'm not the first person to ever do something like this clearly i'm not the smartest guy in the world you know, I, I like to pride myself on the hard work that I do and the fact that I will outwork anyone. Now, it may not be the smartest way to do it, but I'll still do it. And I, I've never been scared of any kind of hard work or anything like that. Now, today compared to 10 years ago or even 5 years ago, I try to use my brain a little bit more than using my body because my body's a little bit sore. Um, another thing that will sell real fast if you pick it up, kitchen tables chairs and the chairs alone 20 bucks a piece i don't know how many times myself or even my girlfriend at the time um have picked up chairs randomly just someone was offering them and then we just list them take a couple pictures take a couple measurements accentuate the positives hide the negatives like everything else and uh people will come pick that up the day after or the day of depending on what time you do it the goal of just me mentioning all this stuff right now is to get some cash in your pocket i don't know what your goals are financially but if you want to make an extra couple bucks to pay off your car to pay off your house to have some money for a vacation and you want to do it quickly this is one way and it's super easy to do you know it doesn't take any money up front i guess a little gas money or an uber ride either or or bug your friend to have him drive you whatever it is you want to do but this is like super easy stuff, especially in nowadays after the COVID pandemic, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and I get, you know, great value out of the fact that I can actually help people make some income from home without having to worry about going out and getting sick or sacrificing something or jeopardizing their family or their own well-being. And, you know, even better, I, I love whenever I can get people to quit their jobs just because it's a job they hate. And now I give them the guidance, the education to do it. And I've gotten plenty of people that say, hey, you know, because of you, I was able to do this. And there's nothing more rewarding than that. I can make, you know, a million dollars. 
But if I heard that a million times, I think I might take that over the million dollars. So, in essence, what you're going to do with this furniture flip is you go pick it up from the same place. Or, I'm sorry, you go pick it up from a like Facebook Marketplace. Or you pick it up from Craigslist. And it's all free. And then you relist it in the same spots. And all you're doing is just raising the perceived value of it. And once you raise that perceived value, you all of a sudden get yourself a different demographic that looks at it. You know, people ask me all the time, like, what sells on eBay? What sells on Marketplace? What are things that you can flip quick? And the answer to that is anything. You're not actually selling the product. All you're doing is finding the buyer who already in their mind decided that they wanted to buy that anyway. And now you're putting your product in front of them. Once you can change your way that you think about that, it's a lot easier, right? And, you know, it's not just furniture. There's a couple other things that I've done uh, as I built my resale business on like eBay or whatever it is. Um, where I picked up other stuff. So you'll see these all the time, right? VHS tapes. You might have some like in your mom's attic like I do. I know that for a fact because I just went into my mom's attic and pulled out a bunch of stuff that I plan on reselling and some stuff I wanted to put away for my son. But I could find VHS tapes five days a week for free. People just want you to come get them because for whatever reason, I'm like this too. I feel bad about throwing things away that someone else could use. So people give these away for free all the time. And whenever I say I make hundreds of dollars a month selling VHS tapes, I found VHS tapes that I've sold $40, $50 for one tape. And I don't even know who watches those or who owns a VCR. I own VCRs now only for the fact that I test these things and make sure they work. But I'll pick up VHS tapes and I'll sell them in bundles sometimes for like four or five. Like say, I don't know, I just sold some... Veggie Tales, they're children's uh, animated movies. I just sold four of them for like $23. I paid nothing for them. I just tested them to make sure they work. Throw them in an envelope or a box and mail them away. And they're super cheap to like ship if you want to do it online. You, for uh, VHS or DVDs or anything like that, you can use media mail. And that goes by the pound. Anything from one pound and under, or I'm sorry, 15.9 ounces and under, is $2.80 to ship. Pound and up, three thirty-three. Two pounds, a little bit more, a little bit more each pound. But you can find things like this for free all the time. Um, another thing that isn't furniture related that I find for free and then I resell online: uh, sporting goods. So like baseball bats. And this is one of those things I had no idea about. I played baseball growing up. I loved it. I never had any fancy bats though, because like I said, we grew up relatively dirt poor. <laughs> um, but some of these bats, people will give them away. And they're worth hundreds of dollars. There's certain brands you got to look out for. Uh, you can always just check it on eBay, check the sold listings or whatever. But yeah, you can find sporting goods stuff free all the time. Um, toys, action figures. My goodness, I actually have picked up totes, like plastic totes of action figures for free that people just want to give away. And actually, here's a little tip for that. Um, Sometimes you'll see like postings for like say a whole bunch of action figures like a whole tote per se and it'll be on like Facebook marketplace and the mom is just clearing out her kid's stuff. She just wants it gone and a lot of times I actually go to their profile check them out and see what kind of person they are really you know like mom specifically if they're just trying to get rid of their kid's stuff usually would take a smaller price or just take the stuff away for free just as long as it's gone. My mother was like that. She would just say, hey, throw it away, or hey, give it to whoever. Hey, I don't care. 
they like, hey, mom, you can get money for this. I don't care. Just get it out of my house. So, like, one of the last times I picked up a giant tote full of action figures, they wanted 20 bucks for it. And I said, hey, I'll come pick it up right now. I'll give you $5 cash. And they're like, yeah, do it. Done. They're like, I'll just leave it outside for you. Come grab it whenever you want. All you got to do is ask, guys. You know, people are willing to sell anything or buy anything depending on however they feel about that price. You don't have to. It's not your job to figure all that out. You just offer it. If they say no, not a big deal. You can come up if you want. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. So don't ever let anyone tell you that you have to sell something or buy something for a certain price. Um, another thing that I sold a lot of is magazines. I just bought a few months ago. I've, I've got about 14 or so of them left. I, I bought about 200 Mad Magazines for, I, I think it was $30. And a lot of times what people do with magazines, specifically on eBay or wherever, they'll list them by the year. So they'll list like 12 of them for whatever price. And the problem with doing that is usually they only get 5 or 10 bucks. But if you're willing to put in the work and sell them individually, I just mailed out three of them today. The lowest costing one was $12. The highest costing one was $26. And I had, what, like 10 cents in it? It's kind of a nice return on investment. Um, toys are big, like I said. Magazines are big. Everyone says don't buy National Geographic magazines or don't sell those or whatever it is. No one told me that whenever I really started going full-time in a resale. So uh, I actually picked up about five decades of National Geographic magazines from an older couple that were moving. In addition to that, they gave me two speakers that I sold the very next day for $300. But... That's one of the biggest reasons why I picked it up. I picked all of it up. They said you had to take it all. Okay, cool. So I went and picked up five decades. National Geographic magazine dating back to 1905. And if I would list those by the year, or all of them together, I'd probably get maybe 100 bucks for all five decades. If I listed them by year, I'd get maybe $10 a year. But since they're dated back to 1905, I did it individually, man. And I sold, on average... Each year from 1905 to 1915, each issue was at least $12. The highest issue was $45. And I sold a ton of them. Actually, I sold a lot of them to the same guy. His name was William. He was across the country. Sweetheart of a guy. Actually, uh, I ended up sending him a bunch of them for free just because he bought so many of them from me. People collect them. Even though they tell you don't do it. Don't pick up National Geographics. Go ahead if you really want to. Just make sure you want to put in the effort to do it. Um... Another thing that you can pick up and buy, uh, cell phones. I sell cell phones all the time. I'll actually do a different episode just on cell phones for the fact that I've made thousands and thousands of dollars. And those I, 85% of the time, sell within 24 hours online. Uh, but I have, I got it down to pretty, pretty good method here. Uh, but cell phones even, people give those away. Crack cell phones. You know, like I said about that perceived value thing. I'll buy someone's broken iPhone 8. Like the screen is just smashed. Destroyed. It still turns on sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Because you're not buying it to you know sell to someone who really cares. You're selling it to someone who's just going to probably most likely live in Florida. And mail it overseas. <clears throat> they're going to ship it across the, country, or across the ocean. And they're going to get X amount for it. But they'll end up paying you really fast. So that perceived value thing goes both ways. If you want to buy something for cheap... 
you find someone that doesn't have an emotional attachment to it. So if there's a smashed cell phone, specifically like in a college town, those kids don't care at that point. They don't want that anymore. They want whatever's new or whatever's cool that they can show off to their friends. So chances are if they smash their phone, they don't you know, try to fix it themselves or get the insurance. They just buy a new phone or their parents buy them a new phone, either or. So they're just willing to let that thing go or they'll throw it away. Whenever I had nightclubs, I had any given time in my office desk. I had like a milk crate under the desk. Dozens and dozens of cell phones that people left. I kept them there. End of each semester in a college town, I would wait until the end of the semester so to see if anyone claimed them. And if they didn't, I used to throw them out. But then I realized you could sell them even if they were locked or, or broken online. And then I started making a bunch of money doing it. But I'll do a whole episode on cell phones and teach you how to you know, not just go find them, but have people find you. You don't have to have the best item. You just have to find someone that wants to buy something anyway. You don't have to put in the hardest work. Like, it's not difficult work to go pick up a coffee table, wipe it off, take a couple pictures, and throw it online. That's not really that tough. Now, if you have limits uh, where you can't lift heavier stuff, I get it. So, for those things, I'd probably stick to the smaller stuff. Say you want to be the guy that just picks up a bunch of metal bed rails. Go ahead. You're going to sell them. And... As you do this, you're going to meet a lot of the same people. Sometimes, whenever I first started doing it, I would tell people, like, hey, I needed this for my house or whatever it was. I was kind of embarrassed almost to say, hey, I'm going to sell this. And as I started doing it, I said, you know what? There's no reason to do that. Let's go ahead and kind of target these same people. So what I did was just tell them straight up, hey, look, here's my plan. I'm going to resell this. I have a business that I do online and in person. Here's actually a business card. I have my own Facebook group that you can join. And you can actually look around and see all the furniture and stuff that I have that is for sale. I'll even deliver it to you for an extra 20 bucks. And, you know, honestly, you would think that people would be upset that you're picking up their free things and reselling it. Some are on a rare occasion, but it's less than 5%. Probably those people really care about that. Most people don't care. They just want it gone. That's why it's free. They don't have an emotional attachment to it. If they could sell it, they would have by now. But they either A, don't have the time, patience, or desire, or B, don't even know what to do. So you're doing them a favor by removing it. But if you wanted to do it the way I did it, I created my own Facebook group. I had a business card that I got online. Uh, oh, Vistaprint. Duh. I've done tons of, tons, of, tons of business cards to them. Actually, I'll throw a link up in the show notes here for you where you can get a big discount if you use it. But I would just have those, like, 500 cards printed for 15 bucks or whatever it is. And have the Facebook group on there. Have my cell phone number. I don't know. I actually learned later on to not give out my personal cell phone number. I'd get, like, a Google number or a TextNow number. One of those free burner numbers. That way people didn't have real information. But sometimes I'd go pick up stuff for free. And then I'd sell those people that was picking things up for free. I'd sell them something later. Everyone's always looking for stuff, usually. And... Why not be the person that does it for them? And so whenever I'd pick stuff up, I'd give them a business card and say, hey, if there's other things you want to get rid of, give me a call. I buy, these are certain things I buy. These are things I don't. Um, I'd always ask like certain things like, hey, do you have this? Or do you have this? Or if I were picking up cell phones, I'd say, hey, do you have an iPad? Do you have a computer? Do you have this, 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 and this? And that, a lot of times whenever you buy more things or go pick up more things, they're more willing to work with you because you're doing them a favor of getting rid of it. 
but if you want to make a couple hundred dollars today if you want to make a thousand dollars this week with zero money and a little bit of your time i can't recommend it enough and as long as you're you know fine with the fact that you're doing this that you're picking up stuff that's free so you can resell it shouldn't be a problem you know i'll actually uh throw a couple notes in the show notes for this episode so you can see like certain prices of stuff and uh i'll even include like a little a little guide that i made for free that will teach you how to edit your pictures the best right from your cell phone you don't need any fancy like photoshop or anything like that you can do this all from your phone if i if i didn't find other ways where i didn't want to leave my house because i hate being cold a and uh also like i said i'm trying to do more things working with my mind instead of my hands um i'd still be doing it (laughs) but at this point you know I'm, i'm really trying to grow some other brands and some other things so it's not exactly for me and there's nothing wrong with doing it like i said i've done it for years i was a furniture flipper man like i would go pick up free things and resell it and I still do occasionally I'll pick up random stuff like I enjoy it and I think you will too once you start doing it especially whenever you see the return on your investment and if that investment is nothing and you're making a couple hundred dollars and you have a 200% return on investment there's nothing that can beat that so this year what I've done is invest in myself the most I've taught myself you know web design coding um I probably have an associate's degree <laughs> degree in, in SEO, search engine optimization by now, just from you know teaching myself things. I've bought courses, and I've done a lot of research on my own. But what I'm doing is I'm building this website in an attempt to help people make some money for themselves. And it's not you know this kind of stuff. This is just like once or twice kind of thing. But eventually it'll be money where you're just sitting at home in your sweatpants and slippers, making thousands of dollars i want to be able to help people replace the income that they are making from a job that they hate or i want to be able to give like a single mom or a stay-at-home mom a chance to contribute to their family and help them out and feel you know like fulfilled by the fact that they brought thousands and thousands of dollars of income in a year and it's easy super easy once you start doing things that make six figures you know it really is you can make six figures on ebay you just have to, you know, be organized and have some systems in place. And I'll go over a lot of that. You know, once the website's done, schoolofselfmade.com, which will be very soon, uh, there'll be different blog posts and there'll be different categories related to each kind of income from home. And I'll be posting podcast ups, updates regularly. But for now, if you can, do me a favor, go to your Facebook or your Instagram, search School of Selfmade. Uh, for Facebook, it's facebook.com slash school of self-made. Instagram.com slash school of self-made. Give me a follow, right? Give me a follow. Give me a like. Shoot a comment. Shoot me a message. I love talking to people and seeing what I can do to help them out. But go ahead and do that now. And then then you can be updated on certain things. And I'll be giving away some Amazon gift cards, some Visa gift cards, things like that. Just to kind of like stimulate a little conversation and have some fun with it. And uh, hopefully... You know, I can teach you and maybe you found some value in this. If you did find some value in this, hit that subscribe button, comment something, good or bad, I don't mind. As long as you're honest about it, I don't mind. I don't get upset or offended. If you hate everything I just said, that's fine too. But if you found some value in it, I would love to hear from you. If there's anything else you want to hear about, like I said, I've been doing this self-made hustle for years and years. I wish I would have got out of that traditional mindset of... 
hey, you have to go to college. Hey, you have to go get this job. I wish I would have thought about this years ago. It's not what they teach you in high school, grade school, college even. No one says, hey, when you grow up, you can own your own business. No one says that. But let's change that mindset, guys. Give me a follow on the social media. Check out the website, schoolofselfmade.com. Subscribe to that newsletter. If there's anything you guys want to hear, I'll be more than glad to talk about it or write about it in some upcoming posts. Until next time, I hope you guys have very good success. Furniture flipping, guys. This is your new hustle. You'll make $1,000 this week, I promise. And if you have any issues or any questions about it specifically, let me know. Check out the show notes over at schoolselfmade.com. I'll include some links and some resources for you. Until next time, guys, it was great talking to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me your time, your ears, and your attention. I much, much appreciate it. And I hope I gave you guys some value. Whether you're brand new or you're an experienced pro, I know that I can provide some value. Follow along at schoolofselfmade.com and let's put some money in those pockets.